is a real um, lovely passage that we're going to look at um, today. But I just want to give um, an overview. We've been um, looking cries of our hearts, but this is the first in the series of cries for the church. Chloe done these. So it's got cries of the church, but cries for the church, cries of the church um, um, is it, very similar. Just a question for all of us to ask, um, honestly, and, and God challenged my heart um, with this, because I think if it was a school report, it was a C plus, must do better. How much time am I praying and supporting others in my church family? So I'll say that again. Question, how much time am I praying and supporting others in my church family? And so often you hear the words, busy, busy, I'm too busy, everybody is busy. You know, we have probably more time-saving gadgets now than we ever did before, yet still people have got no time. I was just thinking about why this is. I was just thinking about different things that we spend our time. When we think about entertainment, we can watch what we want, when we want. It's all available on iPlayer, box sets, anything. As a great big sports fan, when I was young, football was on three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon just one time of the week so the poor ladies didn't have to put up with football every day of the week now it's on whenever because people want it when they want it it'll be a game on every day they even don't put them on the same time they'll have one at 12:30 one at 3 o'clock one at 5:30 one at 8 because we've got to have what we want when we want very interesting my daughter this morning she didn't know I was going to sing. She said, we can do what we want any old time. An old song. I can't remember who sung that. But she sung that. And, you know, that's what we want, isn't it? We want to do what we want any old time. Even food, you know. We can eat what we want. There's no seasons. What you want, you can have. And it all makes us this get into this cycle of me, me, me. I can have what I want, when I want. And often, often I believe that we can become quite obsessed in any of these areas. There's lots of others I can write on. And because we become obsessed in any of these areas, some of the things that really matter don't get done. Like our own individual families, like our own church families. You know, from a personal point of view, I can, I, Claire will tell you, I'm not someone, I've never had a lot of sleep. I, I, it's something that I've never had a lot. But I can get up and watch a couple of hours of the cricket at two, or four, two to four, you know, and still get up at half past five. But how many nights have I spent praying for you guys? So I can get up two hours to watch the cricket under my covers and Claire see these bright lights everywhere on the phone. <laughs> she complains of a headache in the morning. But honestly, challenging my own heart, am I prepared to get up at two o'clock, get under my covers and pray? We can all become obsessed in areas in our walk and it takes away from some of the important things that we should do. It's just as well 
Mel's keeping up. Also, with that, throw in COVID. You know, everything about COVID has told you to keep to yourself. You know, be careful. You know, and I know we need to be careful. But, you know, there's lots of people who have really suffered in this time because they're alone. We all need God, but we all need one another. My heart, actually, to be fair, I went to a funeral this week and I can still hear a pain of a lady. I said, how are you? She used to live round near us. She doesn't anymore. She said, actually, I'm not very good. Someone came and started talking about something else. And I said to her, I said, you know, why aren't you? Why aren't you really good? What's, what's, What's wrong? And she said, well, this is a hard day for me. And I said, well, you know, why was that? She said, well, you know, Trevor came in to tell you about my grandchild. And I said, yes. And he said, well, sadly, he died. 24-year-old. They weren't allowed to see him because of COVID. She'd still got the pain that she wasn't able to see her grandchildren. You know, and, you know, I know we have to be sensible But we all need people, don't we? And almost just the madness of it all, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, we have to say, yes, we have to be sensible. But sometimes there's things that we just have to do, isn't there? And one thing we do need, we all need each other. We all need support. We can pray for one another all the time, can't we? But sometimes that needs to be followed up. And I'll um, talk about that um, later. So that's the sort of like an overview of this um, subject. We then come to this lovely passage in Philippians 2, 1 um, to 11. So thank you, Malcolm. And it goes like this. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ... If any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Each of you should not look only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance of a man, He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Lovely passage. I'd really recommend to to read that and go through it. There's so much um, to be said on that. We've got a picture here um, of some what the role models. I don't know 
Um, the one on the left, shout out. Who's this guy in the left? My daughter loves this guy. Who's this? Cristiano Ronaldo. Don't expect many of you to know this one in the far. So who is this? The Queen. And um, this guy on the right? That is Terry White. Um, this guy lives in London. He's not very far away. He's, I'm sure some of you remember what he, what he did. He was kept hostage for four years. He went to, fr to free some other hostages but was taken himself um, and was kept in pretty horrendous situations for a long time. A very humble man, actually. Very humble man. He comes, he's a big guy. He comes and buys jackets from us because I think we're probably the only place he can get them. But a lovely, humble guy, actually. Um, nice chap. I'm going to have a quote from Terry Waite, perhaps if I um, get time later. But, you know, there's lots of role models, isn't there, about. And what the world often sees is role models is someone like Cristiano Ronaldo. But to be fair, he's a great footballer. And he's a fantastic athlete. Um, but he wouldn't be, even though I love football, wouldn't be the people who I would point to as role models. You know, I think actually, and this isn't in my talk, when I think of role models, I think of people, in fact, I think of my mum, who over years and years, she's just supported people and loved people and spent time with people. I think of Cassie when my daughter went to school and she was nervous and she was worried she took time out and she just went alongside her when she went a trip out she went and sat with her and these sort of things are important aren't they i think of victor jack who's just an incredible who's always got time for people i must admit i think the queen has been a role model to be fair i think she's been a fantastic servant um, of the country as an example, and I think Terry Waite was an incredible example to people. But sometimes the people who the world sees as greats and different things, it doesn't always take the um, right picture, I don't think. But I want to just speak about someone who's on a completely different level of role model. Completely, even to the Queen and Terry Waite. And that's Jesus. You know what? I read this, I read this um, passage, you know, and I think we lose the enormity of just what Jesus did. You imagine he's in heaven with his father and he chose to come down here and live on this earth. Probably at one of the most difficult times in history. I personally believe he came at right at the right time. Well, I know he did because it was God's plan. But, you know, it was to have maximum impact and give people the maximum amount of chance to respond to the Christian message. Right, I believe, probably bang in the middle it will be between the start of this world and the end of this world. I don't know. None of us know the date. But incredible story that he chose to become in a difficult time when the Romans were um, in control he came at a time where the death penalty was horrendous. If you would choose one way not to die, that would be it. But he chose to do it 
because he loved each person in this room, each person right across the world, and he was desperate for them to respond to the Christian message. How did he do it? He came as a servant to serve us, which, you know, a lot of great people leading, they want to be the be-all and end-all. You know, you see Cristiano puff his old chest out. You know, I am. You know, Jesus didn't come like that. He came and died on a cross. I, I, you know, when you think about the story, it seems quite absurd, doesn't it? But that's just how much um, Jesus loves each one of us. How did he deal with people? I mean, it's amazing. You know, he just didn't go to the, the toffs of the day and speak to them. He did. He spoke to some of the rulers and the things. He went to everybody. And, you know, he responded in the same way. He had time with people. He listened. He served them. He loved them. And I'm sure he prayed for them. He went up to a mountain. When I was under my covers listening to the cricket, he was praying for people around him, supporting them, loving them. He knew the importance of just getting down and spending time with his father. You go through all the people, even the person on the cross, person who'd been a bad person. You know, he was, slang, he was slinging insults at him. Yet he still responded in a loving and a caring way. Didn't matter whether they were men, women. Didn't matter if they were old or young. Didn't matter if they had illnesses or if they were well. Didn't matter even if he was a tax collector or a prostitute. He loved them. He cared for them. He valued them. What an incredible story. These, yes, great examples. I, you know, I do. I think the Queen is a great example. But she's no match for Jesus. She's not even in the ball game. You know, and that love that he has for you guys and for our neighbours and the loved ones, this is a different talk. That comes later. So, what have we got to do? And the next slide says serving and loving. And it says it in Philippians um, 2, 1 to 4. Basically, what we've got to do is copy Jesus. <laughs> it's a bit scary, isn't it? That's what we've got to copy Jesus. Some of them verses, it says, you know, thinking of others better than yourselves. Not looking to my own interests, but other people's interests. And we're bombarded all the time to take our time. We're bombarded to do what we want any old time. And perhaps this morning I think this is a vital time in the life of church in this place, but right across the land. You know, more and more people are struggling you know I think financially the country has survived very well all this COVID but the people at the bottom end are struggling there's thousands millions of people in desperate situations all the way around us there's people who are struggling financially emotionally spiritually physically and they need support 
And that goes on in our church family. You know, and we need to be meeting the needs of our church family. When they've got financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Jesus tells us in this passage, tells me, you know, I've got to forget about my own interests at times and think about other people. So if I've got plenty in a certain area, I help other people out. Part of that is praying for them. But it goes much beyond that as well. It's strange, I was listening, I don't listen to, um, I tend to have the sports programmes, and I must admit, Claire's a music, she listens to Radio 2, so she changes my thing and Radio 2 and music's on. I came back from work um, one day, and Zoe Ball, I think it was, or Sarah Cox, so it was one of the two, I always get the two. She was talking about an ice, words that nobody knows what they mean. She used the word eye servant. You know, that was this week. I thought, she's got this for me. Anyone knows what an eye servant is? An eye servant is someone, perhaps, who only works when their boss is looking. And I thought, you know, I I was preparing. I thought, I'm sure this is for me, this word. You know, God watches me all the time. He knows what I'm like. You know, it's easy, isn't it, to, to, to do the right thing when people are watching. You know, but when I just, before I go to bed, am I praying for you guys? Do I go through the list? Have I got a system where I don't forget people, where I'm crying out? Am I listening to hear what God will say? You know, because it's not just about talking. God will say to me, come on, Matthew, that person needs a verse. That person needs a bit of help. That person needs a phone call. That person needs a visit. And, you know, that struck me, you know, dear Heavenly Father, you... Don't make me an eye servant. Help me to be able to do, when nobody knows what I'm doing, what am I like at those times? You know, and God really spoke to me. I think there's a church we are going to have incredible opportunities to touch people's lives and we are touching people's lives but there's thousands of people who need Jesus the whole world needs Jesus but there's people out there searching God will lead us to them but what God was saying to me if we and I I think we do a great job at this but we can all do better if we can't love one another there's no way we're going to love people outside because I believe that the church is an attractive place because of that love and lots of other people can be drawn into that because we do care for each other we do support each other so I believe we are at a vital time especially because of the conditioning of what's gone on before and I believe that time how we spend it has been adjusted because of what we've gone through but what we mustn't be I believe we must be um, taught by God's values and God's purposes not our own thoughts or even other people's thoughts God knows what's best and sometimes he will reveal um, that to us and I'm not saying flouting the rules because the Bible clearly tells us in that we've got to, we've got to follow what people tell us i'm not going to get apart from if it goes against god's will and god's purposes so if they tell me i can't worship god that's something that i'm not going to follow but on the whole 
you know, we follow. So just, just don't want to say I'm flouting anyone's rules. That's not what I'm, I'm saying. I thought just as um, I'm going to, there's a great prayer um, that I just wanted um, to to share um, with you. I thought, what can we, what can we do for one another? You know, what is a, a good prayer to say? And I love this um, prayer in Ephesians uh, three. Comes just before Philippians, so I should be all right there. Galatians, Ephesians, right? This is the prayer. Three, um, Ephesians three fourteen to twenty one. It says this: For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And I thought this was a a lovely prayer to pray for one another. Because it talks about knowing Jesus' love for us. You know, if we know of Jesus' love and we've grasped just how much he loves us and how much he cares us, we know that he can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. We know that God's love reaches the highest joys. So perhaps you've just had a grandchild, something that you may got that. God's love is part of that, but he's also part of them desperate times that we go through. His love is long. It goes on throughout our life. It's wide. It stretches every situation. You can have so many analyses in that. If we've grasped that, it does affect the way we live. I'm much more likely to care for other people and not do what I want all of the time, any old time. You know, if we can pray a prayer for one another, I think this is great. That we do get our priorities right. That we do get our relationship right with God first and then it affects the way that I teach, that I reach out to my church family. You know, old Terry Waite said this, because the captors were beating him, they apparently chained him to a radiator 23 hours, 50 minutes out of a 24-hour day, throwing abuse at him. Um, He said this, I don't know where he is, he's obviously got a faith, I don't know how strong his faith is, but he said this, I used to say in the face of my captors, you have the power to break my body, the power to bend my mind, but my soul is not yours to possess. What I meant by that was saying, 
going to take me completely because my soul lies in the hands of God. And you know that, he said, was very simple belief was enough to enable me to maintain hope. Because of his faith that he had, he's obviously got um, a faith in God, he was able to remain and have hope. You know, and when people haven't got hope, it's a terrible thing, isn't it? You know, one of the joys that we've got together is to bring one another's that hope, to say God is there, God does love you, God does care for you. Pray that this may be revealed to people more and more. And we've all got a part to play, haven't we? There's not one person in this room who doesn't need encouragement. I think sometimes we think to our greats in our church... You know, the people who are with the, you know, the people who've got the, the Godfreys and the, 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 the um, David and Rita's, the people who are stalwarts, they need prayer. They need support. We all need love, don't we? We all need, we all need praying that our lives glorify God, that we all get our perspective right of God. You know, even this week, bless them, you know, the encouragement that prayer can do is massive. You know, well, I'm in a house group with Toby and Marie, Brian and Rachel, Leslie. I've got a lovely group. You know, they're going through a lot of different things. Toby and Marie are going through lots of things. Rita sent Toby a, a, a text just saying that she was caring for him and that she was praying for him. You know, that broke that man's heart, you know. You know, so when you're praying in secret... When you're sending in, God leads you to do things. God is doing things. God is breaking down barriers. God is helping us. I think, please, everybody, and I mean this with the bottom of my heart, this place, this pulpit, we should have more time of testimonies in this church because I know they're going on. I think there should be space where people saying, God is doing this in my life. God has answered that prayer in my life. I saw God do this in that time. Because is God active? Is God doing things in Cornard around the area? He is, isn't he? You know, one thing that thrills my heart is when people talk about it. And God has done this for me. He helped me in this situation. Let's not be shy. We're not. We're praising God and telling God how great he is and what he's done. So to summarise, I pray that we will all just grasp just how much Jesus has loved us, just how much we're cared for, just that incredible notion that it's very hard to get hold of Jesus as a servant. He came as a servant to serve us, even though he's King of kings, Lord of lords, even though he made, was part of creation right at the start, even though he is all them amazing things, he came as a simple servant because his love for us And I pray that we'll just grasp that more closely this morning. But I also pray that that leads us on to think, how am I spending my time? Am I forgetting about my own needs? Am I not being selfish? Am I thinking about my church family? Also our own individual families that we get our priorities right there. And also, you know... Another thing as church, 
this wasn't on my list, but I just feel that God's Spirit says me to say it. You know, some of us can be very good, very good at helping others, but not very good at admitting when things are difficult. There's almost like a sense of pride that we can't, you know, people might, people might think of me differently if they know that I'm struggling with this. As church, we need to be honest and open with each other. You know, because several people have come into this church who I love dearly, who have said to me, and who are quite new, and they assume that everybody else has got their lives sorted, and they're not difficult. And it can be a frightening place to come into church. People can think, you know, they're, I will put my hand up. I struggle with lots of things, and I'm far from perfect. But let's be honest and admit things and ask people to pray for them. Say, look, I'm struggling in this area. I need your prayers. I need your help in this areas, Because I needed Jesus. I needed Jesus to die for me. I needed his humility to say, I love you, Matthew. And I've accepted that. And because of that, I'm part of God's family. And if you've done that, you also are part of God's family. And because we're part of each family, we need to love each other, support each other. Whatever people say to us, let's not be shocked or surprised. Just say, look, God loves you. We're going to help you with that. We're going to go on the journey together. And we're going to know just how high, just how deep, how wide and how long is the love of Christ. Let's have a prayer and then we'll have some worship. Just praising our amazing God that he is. And just put him in the rightful place. Let's just still our hearts and just let God challenge us, speak to us, encourage us in the weeks and days that lie ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for my church family. I thank you for that incredible love that you have for each one of us. We have to confess that somehow it's just quite hard to comprehend, but it's just so amazing. And we thank you for that incredible sacrifice. And we thank you for your life that was laid down as a servant. And I pray that you can also help us to live lives that are servanthood. Help us not to be eye servants. Help us just to serve you, put others first. Help us to perhaps some of them bad habits that we've got into, perhaps habitual habits of just doing things for too much time, even if they can be good things, Lord. Help us to lay aside those things for your glory and for your honour, we pray. So I pray that you'll bless each of us in this coming week. I pray that prayer in Ephesians for each one of us, Lord. Help us just to know how wide, deep and how high and wide is your love. Help us, Lord, in all of these different areas. Help us to know as well that you can do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. And I just pray, perhaps in the quietness here, there's people who are thinking, God can't do that in my life at the moment. These things are too big. I just want to pray that the same hope you gave to Terry Wade as he was sitting in that situation, I pray that the people here... The people who you love will know that you can do immeasurably more, that you can actually do more than they think is possible to happen. Thank you for that incredible truth. I pray also, Lord, that not only will this message affect the way we 
see our church family, but it will also help us have compassion and love for the people who you put us in contact with, our work colleagues, the people in our schools, the people in our road, the people who you put us in contact with. Help us to have a heart for people like you did, all of them people that you touched while you were here on earth. So bless each one, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.